Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 28th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And today we're going to take a little bit of a pause on the Orlando Magic. They, they had a practice on Monday and, and they don't play again until Wednesday. So I thought we'd move a couple blocks... Uh, what is it? E- North? East? I don't know what direction it is. We're going to move a couple blocks away from the Amway Center as this Sunday, uh, Orlando City starts its third season in MLS. They open up their brand new, yet-to-be-named stadium uh, uh, just across the street from the Amway Center virtually. And I thought it would be a good chance to bring in our good friend from the mainland, Gavin Eubank, to preview the Orlando City season. Gavin, how, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Phil. Thanks for, for bringing me back on. Like I was just saying, I mean, it's crazy. This is our third year doing this. It still feels like yesterday we were getting ready for that very first game. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. And, and of course, Orlando City's continued to to grow and, and, and be a major impact in in the Orlando sports scene. And, and it's and it's good to have, you know, it's good to have a, a, a distraction from, from the magic. It's just, just as much as I'm sure Orlando City fans feel like it's good to have something of a distraction from Orlando City, especially the way the season's gone for the magic, at least. Um, but... Uh, this this season's obviously a very very special one. I, I remember when the Magic first moving into the Amway Center, how just special that that not not necessarily that year was because the Magic didn't play great, but that first trip into the Amway Center uh, for me, I went as a fan just because I had to just take it all in uh, and like literally spend a, a game going through the entire arena and getting used to it. Um, I don't know if you've been inside the Orlando City Stadium, but uh, what if, what what does this season mean for Orlando City? playing their first year uh, in in the still-named Orlando City Stadium? Well, I mean, I got a chance to go to the stadium on Saturday when they did the house party, and then again later that day when they had the uh, the, the very first uh, game unofficially against St. Louis FC. It was a it, it's it's a it's a beautiful stadium. It's it's going to be huge for Orlando City. I think you know when they they came here to Orlando in 2011 and in. Phil, Phil Rollins set out on this goal to build this stadium. You know, here we are now, six, seven years later, and it's the day's finally come. You know, we thought we were going to get this stadium opened uh, midway through 2015, and then there's talk of possibly last year. But it's it's this week. It's Sunday. It's just a few days away, and it, it's it's going to be awesome to see everybody in that stadium at the same time and just for the entire season. You know, it, it, it'll probably wear a little bit to an extent, but it'll – It'll, it's their home now, you know. The the Stogan, you know, welcome home. This is it. The, the, they've spent the last two seasons in the Citrus Bowl, and yeah, those have been nice years. But it was always there was always that feel of a placeholder stadium. So now, fans finally get to go up and they get to show, they, they get to they get to see the team in their home, the the field that they'll be playing in, you know, for the next several decades to century. Who knows how long? But it's <laughs> yeah, going to be hopefully a very long time. Yeah, exactly. You never know what could happen, but um, it's. It's going to be home. No one's going to want to leave for a long time. But you know, the next the next uh, few years, at least breaking it in, it's it's going to be big for them. 
Yeah, and of, and of course, Orlando City's kind of been a, a, revolu- a revelation in, in town. Um, they averaged, what, 25, 26, 27,000 fans last year at the at Camping World Stadium. Uh, over 30,000. Over 30,000 at the Search yeah. Bowl. Um, this year, it, it, obviously, the attendant, the uh, capacity is, what, 25, 26,000? Yeah, yeah, 25-5 is the official um, it's 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 going to be packed. Um, obviously, so you know the the game on Sunday, the opener against NYCFC is sold out. If you want tickets, go go to SeatGeek, our, our good pals there. Um, I'll maybe get that ad a little bit later. Uh, but um, uh, uh, yes, yes, we we're, we're we're one of the we're one of those podcasts. Um, I may I may do that live read a little bit later on in the show, just 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 uh, just to get the full experience. But um, uh, the first year in, in a new stadium, and you know, there's still a little bit of buzz. Uh, Orlando City hasn't quite performed to, to the level that, that they expected. I mean, their, their slogan the first year was defy expectations. Um, they felt, you know, they had a playoff caliber roster. Last They didn't quite make it. Last year, results-wise, last year was, was a little bit of a, a, a disaster almost, would you say, just because they, I mean, they never really took that step up. They, ne- they didn't make the playoffs again. How, how important is it to win this year in, in, in the first year in that stadium? It's very important. You have a new head coach. You have this new stadium, and there's, you know, there was so much hype around the team, and like you said, there was the expectations that they didn't quite live up to in that first year, and then last year those frustrations continued to build throughout the fan bases. This club that they're so used to seeing win throughout USL has not carried that up to the Major League Soccer level, and obviously it's a different animal up here in Major League Soccer, but this this third season, I guarantee you, there would be a, a much different feel around it had, had should this team still be playing in the Citrus Bowl. It's very important that Jason Kreiss and his staff and Nikki Bulich as the new GM, they get this team to where it needs to be this year, which is obviously a playoff spot because you're, uh, you know, the the lure of that new stadium is going to wear off eventually. And if this team does not start winning, it's not going to be desirable. Obviously, we see a couple blocks east over in the Amway, where you know they have a new, a nice, you know, arena, but the product's not great and fans are losing interest rapidly in that. So. It, it's going to be very important that this team comes out and not only performs well, but but makes it to the playoffs and does something in either the Open Cup to where they can make a deep run, possibly bring home a trophy. Because, like I said, that the new stadium is gonna it's gonna keep people interested, but it's only gonna last so long. Yeah. What 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 do you attribute some some of the some of the problems to? Because I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, obviously there are a lot of names that that Orlando fans are familiar with, and certainly internationally fans know Kaká. Brooke Shea's played internationally. They've, they've got some nice young players. What do you what do you attribute some of the some of the issues that have taken place taken place for Orlando City to not reach those goals? Um, it, it's there's there's a couple of different factors. I think one of the biggest things is they've struggled to stay healthy. We've seen it this preseason already. They've got three guys go down with injuries: uh, Tony Rocha, uh, Christian Aguita, and Rafael Ramos. Those are all injuries that are going to take at least four weeks for them to recover. That's been a problem last year, too, especially in that first year. They had suffered so many injuries, and the team was really short on depth. They just could not recover at a fast enough pace to be able to sustain themselves. Um, obviously, the, one of the biggest talking points last year was the back line. Orlando City um, let in – was a third in the league in scoring, but they led they let in almost the most goals in the league. You know, you can't win with a goal differential that bad. As high of a scoring team as you're going to be, they just had a – I think they had like a negative 10, 12, 13 goal differential, which that's not going to get you to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and you look at that too. People want to blame the referees. That obviously, um, 
cost a few points along the way. Some, they took some tough calls there early in the season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you look at they they lost they lost they missed out on the playoffs by one point, and you can look at they you can go look back at how many games were decided. They could have gotten two points, another extra two points that they drew or they lost because of a referee call. But um, like you know the 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 way the team defends is obviously going to be a big issue. Joe Bendick he made I believe the second the second most saves in MLS. You know no goalkeeper should have to be put under such pressure uh, consistently game in and game out. But uh, that and the injuries, those, those have been the two biggest things uh, getting to him. Because obviously they score goals. Kyle Laren's been great. Kaka's been a force. They had Kevin Molino, but now he's gone. So it's going to be on the pressure for the team to, to uh, stop conceding goals heading into this year. Yeah, and, and obviously they, on top of all that, they had the big coaching change in the middle of the year. They they uh, let go of uh, manager Adrian Heath, longtime manager. He was, he was here during the USL days. Um, brought him up to the MLS. Bring in Jason Kreis. Um, I think I, did I, I pronounced that right, correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, just got, always got to make sure. Um, they, they bring in they bring in Jason Kreis. Uh, he had what half a season to kind of begin shaping and molding this team. What are the expectations now that he's had a full off season and, and now a full training camp uh, to to kind of get this team to fit his eye and his image. What are the expectations for the style of play that he wants to bring uh, and what he can bring to the team this year in his first full year as, as the, as the manager or head coach of the team? You know, I think a lot of fans understand that this is still sort of a, a building process. You know, he came in last year to essentially do the job of getting Orlando city to the finish line. There was, they, you know, as much as fans and the ownership wanted them to be able to make the playoffs, that obviously wasn't the biggest of priorities at the time when he was hired. But I think there's going to be a little bit, a lot more pressure on him this year, knowing that he's had a full off season repair. He's had, the, he's been able to make some of the changes that he's wanted to make. The biggest one is going to be the shift in formation. They're going to go to at least a, a four-two-two, a two-forward system. You know, we've seen a lot um, that he's talked very adamantly about that that's going to happen. And that's going to be the big thing is fans are going to watch how these changes are implemented over the course of the season. We, they, the club played, you know, five, six playoff uh, preseason games. I've only had the chance to personally see one of them, which is the other you know, team, you know, it's a preseason game. So you can't take a ton out of it, but the team looked good in that one. But there's, there's going to be pressure on the club to perform. I think, you know, the, the, the expectations for Atlanta city have been pretty high from the get go and fans are, are going to expect nothing less than win every game, and, you know, in every competition, in every friendly match, every time the team takes in the field. So it's going to be very important that that they come out and they win, they win away, and they they win consistently because that's been a big problem for the team over the past few years. Yeah, and and and, and obviously, I mean, I think Orlando City fans have come to expect expect winning. I mean, they they had that reputation in USL Pro, and you know, the MLS playoffs. It's it's what. How, I mean, how it's six teams make the playoffs, and it's how many in, in, in each conference? Yeah, six teams from each conference, and now there's going to be 22 teams, so 11 in each conference this year. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's it, I mean, last year, obviously, last year I think it was, you know, obviously Atlanta and Minnesota weren't involved, so it's, yeah. you know, six out of, what, 10 teams in each conference make the playoffs. So now it's roughly a little bit more, you know, a shade more than half the teams make the playoffs. Um, so kind of like the NBA, where, you know, making the playoffs is – you know, not it's not impossible every year, or it isn't. Um, you know, it, it, more teams than not will make will get the chance to to lift the tro or have a shot at lifting the trophy at the end of the year. Um, you know, we know Kaká, we know Kyle Laren. Um, you know, there's there. What, what were the 
the the big off season additions. I'll, I'll, we'll get we'll get to the Molino and, and Breck Shea uh, uh, departures in a second. But what were the big additions to this team to to get them to that next level? Uh, first and foremost, uh, Will Johnson in the midfield is going to be an absolute difference maker, I believe, for this team. He is such a valuable option, especially for Jason Christ in this four four two system. He played with him uh, during his days at Real Salt Lake. He's such a He's such a box-to-box midfielder. He can do it all. He's going to be such an important piece for them in the midfield. You look on the back line, Jonathan Spector, a U.S. international coming over from England. He's going to be such an important piece. He could play a a couple different positions on the back line. I think he'll be primarily a center back uh, for Orlando City. You look at the back line in in general, you know, Donnie Toya is a a new addition. He was acquired from Atlanta in the right after the expansion draft. You have uh, PC is also going to be a, a... an option at left back. He's going to probably uh, be an opening day starter just because of the injuries that they've suffered at that position. But as far as additions, uh, the team hasn't made a ton. You know, they had Johnson, they had uh, Spectre. They also just added Giles Barnes over from uh, Vancouver in that Breck Shea trade. And I think that's Barnes is an interesting player because he, he could play forward and he can also play the wing. And with, with Kevin Molino gone now, he, he kind of fits that, 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 um, he fits that he fits that role that Molino had over there on the wing because he's such a dangerous player. Uh, he can be at times. He was very good back in the day in Houston, and then kind of fell off the map when he went to uh, Vancouver. But I think he can be a really big addition for the club as well, especially if he is able to be. He's got consistent minutes, and he's able to get into a good form. Yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned Kevin. You mentioned Kevin Molino. You mentioned the, the trade with Breck Shea. Those are, I mean, Molino especially. He's been with the team since the USL days. It was kind of an odd departure. This, this summer for him, and he ended up back with, with Adrian in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, and Breck Shea, obviously, he's a name that I think American soccer fans know pretty well because of his time with the U.S. national team. What what do these losses mean for Orlando City, uh, both kind of on, on the field, obviously, but also kind of emotionally, because these were two very key players uh, for, the, for the franchise? Well, I think Molino's the biggest loss that this team has seen since they came to MLS, if I'm being honest. He was such an important player. You coming back from ACL surgery last year to score—I don't even remember what the exact totals were. It was—it was like eight goals, ten assists, uh, something like that. But he was—he was arguably the team's MVP behind Joe Bendik last year. He was one of their best players. He was the—he was one of the leaders in the attack, and he was—he was so good with the ball. He was so good at being able to make things happen down on the wing, and he's—he still is that. And in Atlanta now, they got. Orlando got a pretty big chunk for him. As far as Breck, um, that he just didn't work out. I don't believe the way that anybody anticipated he would. You know, they tried him at left back in 2015, and it just it never really caught on. You know, they brought him back up to forward when uh, Christ came in, and he he, he looked better, but he, he still just wasn't a fit, especially in this new system I mean, with the pieces they brought in. Uh, his losses, if I'm being honest, is not a big loss for Orlando City. It just when you look at what he's done over the two years, he didn't make a big impact. He wasn't looking like he would ever make a big impact just because he was never a natural fit here in Orlando. But when you when you look at what those two those two players all together, they obviously lost a lot of talent. And it's gonna be interesting to see how Orlando is able to move forward specifically without Molino in the lineup. Yeah, and, and and obviously, I mean, Molino was was such an important part of this team. Still, I mean, it, I imagine he's still a fan favorite. Although I, I I saw some salty comments about him uh, 
after after his departure because it was kind of a weird way that he, that he left, if, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, in soccer transactions are kind of they're, they're much different than the NBA transactions, I, I, I believe, if I'm if I'm understanding things correctly. But uh, it, it was just such a weird way for him to depart after he kind of given so much of this franchise. Oh yeah, I mean, we, yeah, like I said, he was one of the biggest players this team has had. He was a two-time USL MVP. He he had offers from Major League Soccer uh, clubs back before Orlando City even entered the league, but he wanted to stay here and he wanted to be a part of Orlando City. I think when you look at uh, where he went, him and him and Canada, Adrian Heath were so close that it it only made sense that that's where he would end up. But like you said, he was he's been here for a while. Fans know him more than anybody. And it's going to be weird watching him play with Minnesota, just as it's going to be weird watching him not play with Orlando. But, you know, moving forward, the club is, we're at that point in, as a soccer club now, where those faces are going to become a lot more interchangeable than they were back in the USL days, where you saw players basically be the staples of teams, you know, every year and kind of stay with it. Like we saw with uh, Rob Valentino, Joe, or not Joe Gallardo, Miguel Gallardo, you know, Lewis Neal, these guys that were there for a while. And they, like a, like a Phil Rollins and an Adrian Heath, you know, people, People move on. It's a business now, and it's 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 become, it's, it's become it's, a sports team. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's become, especially in the world of soccer, you know, nobody's job is ever safe at a club. It pieces people move in and out every day, so it's it's just becoming a little bit more of the norm now. And I think a lot of the fans are seeing that as well. And I and I think that kind of brings us to, to maybe the uncomfortable question that that has to come about this Orlando City season specifically. How how important is it for Orlando City to make the playoffs this year? Considering, you know, if I, if, if I read things correctly, this could be Kaka's last year with Orlando City. Considering it's only a matter, it feels like it's only a matter of time before Kyle Aaron gets a shot in Europe and he's, gonna, and he's young enough that he's got to take that shot while he still can. Does it feel like this is kind of a last hurrah with some key Orlando City players that have been part of, of the first MLS teams? Uh, I, think it, I think it's very possible. You know, like I said earlier, there's going to be pressure on the team to win this year at the new stadium. There's going to be pressure for Jason Christ to have his vision come through. I don't think it at all. It probably won't happen this year, if I'm being honest. But they have to show that there's real progress being made. Like you said, Kaka, he's he's said he wants to stay, and it's possible that he could sign an extension with the club. But this could be his last year. Kyle Laren, I I believe he, you know, the club is going to make a lot more money if they if they wait till after the season to sell him. And once that happens, you know, once that window opens up, it's going to be very possible that he's on his way out too. Because, you know, he's gonna if he has another big year, they're going to get offers they can't refuse for him, and they would be stupid to refuse any of those offers. So, especially with some of the departures they've made, it's it's going to be a big year because this is the third year in MLS. There's no excuses now. The team is adjust to the league. Uh, you know the players know the expectations, and it's they're gonna have to they're gonna have to start out on the right foot. And they're gonna have to win for sure. I don't think they'll be an MLS Cup contender. Uh, they, they'll need to win a trophy in some capacity. The U.S. Open Cup might be their best shot, and if they can do that, I think it would be a successful season, especially with uh, with or without a playoff berth. Obviously, playoffs are the are the big priority right now, though. Yeah. Um, for for sure. Uh, before before we move on, I, I'm, I I promised you I'd do a live read, Gavin, and I'm going to do it. Okay, so so play, so play along here because buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It has always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. I mean, you know how it is, Gavin. But SeatGeek is different. 
They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. Um, I have it on my phone. I've used it for several events. Um, you should put it on your phone because, Gavin, Sunday's game, 5 o'clock against NYCFC at Orlando City Soccer Stadium, it's sold out, right? Oh, absolutely. There's there's only one way to get in, and you know those early Orlando City games are going to gonna be hot tickets going to be very difficult to get in and so you're going to want to get on SeatGeek and get those tickets now everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and money and SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck that's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value you'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget best of all my listeners including you Gavin um, and you probably should take advantage of this since you had to sit here and listen to me read some, read some copy. Get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. Uh, Gavin... Orlando, you said you don't really think Orlando City – you don't have Orlando City in the playoffs. Um, I'm sure you're taking heat from that from Orlando City fans, just like I took heat from Magic fans for saying they would miss the playoffs at the beginning of the season too. Everyone's optimistic this time time of year. Orlando City makes the playoffs if – dot, dot, dot. If they can stay healthy and they can keep goals out of the back of the net. That's going to be the biggest thing for them. Like I said earlier, it's they, – they've – they've had struggles being able to stay on the field because depth has been such a problem for the team that they haven't been able to, to recover from that. And the back line has obviously the, been, been the biggest factor. This team can score goals. They have dangerous attackers. They have an offense that works, but they don't have a defense that can back it up. And if you t- if those two things alone right there, if they can keep, keep both of those in check, I think this is a team that will easily compete for a playoff spot. Not a top spot. But we'll compete for that four, five, six area of the of the playoffs. What what is I mean I mean obviously they the, there's the first step of actually making the playoffs. But what is this what is this team missing to, to to get into that into that top group? I mean I'm I'm not you know I'm I can watch soccer and have a basic understanding of what's going on. Um, I don't maybe don't have the, the the tactical knowledge to say oh they need to be doing this or that or they need to go get this type of player. Uh, so so what's what's what what is that missing ingredient for Orlando City right now to at least feel comfortable that they're going to make the playoffs, let alone maybe compete for an MLS Cup down the line. You know, it's kind of tough to say at the moment because we've we've seen these changes in the offseason. We've seen some new players come in, and we have this new system that Jason Christ is getting ready to run, but we, we don't quite know how it's all going to work together, and it's not something we'll know through at least the first couple of months because, you know, the team has been playing with a couple strikers up right now, they, which they haven't they didn't really do in their first two years with Kyle Aaron and Carlos Rivas. And Rivas has looked really good this preseason, but he's been a very big wild card for the club throughout the first two years. Uh, my my big one of my biggest concerns was finding a second striker that could play next to next to Kyle Aaron. And I think if you have a a, a, a Carlos Rivas that's determined and is in form, and if not, you've got another guy in Giles Barnes now who can also play up next to him and can also be a very dangerous player. I think that that position right there has them set. Like I said, they attacking you know the offense was not a problem coming to the offseason. Losing Kevin Molino hurts, but they're still very loaded on that aspect. If you have a Kaka that's going to stay on the field, which he missed uh, about I want to say like twelve games last year, you can't have that if they want to win consistently. 
uh, Matias Perez Garcia was a very big addition for the club late on. He really gelled with those guys uh, up in the attacking midfield, and that's he's going to be another uh, big piece. He's just a fantastic player, but it's it's going to be tough to to determine that right now. I think they have the pieces to be a, a team that can that can contend, but until we see what those pieces can do and what the team looks like, it's going to be hard to pick out the weak spots at this moment. Other than yeah where the back line is because obviously they've had three fullbacks this preseason go down and Kevin Austin, Ramos, and, and Tony Rocha. That's where they're, they're running thin right now. Yeah, and, and, and as you noted, that's that's probably their, where they were weakest last year and, and probably the, the, the area that they need to uh, take a, a pretty significant step forward this year. Um, you know, how many how many goals did they give up late last year or, or you know, how many kind of – there was that – I mean, there were a few kind of silly goals that they gave up last year that, you know, those – those add up. I mean, you know, I, I I know with Magic fans, I like to joke that it's not a Magic game until there's an inbounds turnover, but you can't have silly mistakes like that, and especially in a game like soccer, where you know, like I mean, what's what's the famous saying? You know, if striker makes a mistake, it's no big deal. If a center back makes a mistake, that's the game essentially. And so, uh, shoring up that defense has got to be really important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, they they were one of the highest scoring teams in the league last year, but the defense didn't back it up. Simply put. And that's going to be what they need, uh, in addition to continuing to score those goals to to, to have success. You know, how is uh, Jose Aja and Jonathan Spector going to get along? How are the fullbacks going to be able to get involved in this system? You know, who are the fullbacks even going to be right now? Because we don't know because there's so many injuries on that back line. But it, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's going to be it's going to be crucial. And it's going to be what makes or breaks the season at Ultimate. Yeah. Um... Let's, let's, let's close out with some, some a brief preview of what we're going to see Sunday. NYCFC, obviously, the Orlando City's big uh, expansion team rival. They're, they're the sister team. So, um, you know, there's a lot of bad blood between the fan bases at least. But uh, what should fans expect from the game on Sunday? What should they, what should they be watching from Orlando City? Because obviously these, the first game of the year is probably more about what you do more than what the opponent's going to do. Uh, but but what, are, what, what does Orlando need to do to – to win this game based on what you've seen from them so far this this season, so far this training camp? They need to take advantage of that wall because that place is going to be rocking. The, the atmosphere is going to be insane on Sunday, and I guarantee you that those players are going to be amped up. They're going to have to be able to control their emotions because, you know, this is they, they obviously played in that stadium uh, on Saturday, but this is a completely different animal. They played in front of, you know, 100, 150 people. There's going to be 20, over 25,000 people in that stadium. Emotions are going to be running high. They're going to have to be able to keep those in check. But as far as what they're going to have to do on the field as well, they're going to have to get out and they're going to have to take advantage of that momentum. And they're going to have to they're going to have to get an early lead. You know, this is going to be a nationally televised game. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them to go out and deliver a victory right away. You go out there and you get on the board immediately. You you set New York City down in a hole that that in this new stadium that that's going to be a tough hole to get out of. But New York City is obviously a very a, a tough team. They've added a couple new pieces this year. David Villa is obviously going to be a very dangerous uh, man himself. You, you've got to be able to stop him. Uh, Tommy Redding did a really good job last year in a couple of games of stopping him. I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. He's been away with the U20 uh, national team the past few weeks. Uh, Christian Aguito is another guy who looked who had a couple of great games against New York City last year. He's injured, so he'll be out as well. So it's going to be on the players in those spots to step up and stop those guys like David Villa and uh, Maxi Morales too, the new, uh, the new, the new playmaker that uh, the New York city has brought in over the off season. Yeah. And, 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 and again, one more note about the stadium. Uh, 
explain what's unique about the supporter section where, where the wall, the ruckus, Iron Lion Firm, and all the supporter, supporters groups will be, uh, st- will be standing for, for games this year. It's really unique what they've done uh, with the supporter section. Oh, it's going to be steep. I'll tell you what. When you, the, <laughs> I don't the, think I don't think that's going to help sell tickets. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, believe me. Once you get up there, you know one of the first things that I noticed when you get into that stadium is how close everything is. And I'll tell you what, you're not going to want to be an opposing player having to take a penalty kick on that that north end of the stadium because that wall, it's going to be something come game day. It's it's one of those experiences that even just this just sitting outside of it and just watching it alone. But I imagine being in it is going to be an entirely different animal. Yeah, and if and if you haven't heard, uh, the the Orlando City supporters section in the new stadium is a a a safe standing uh, section. Uh, it's there are no seats uh, in that section, uh, so it's a it's based off of uh, Borussia Dortmund's uh, uh, fan supporter section um, in Germany. Uh, it's a really unique thing. I don't think any other American team has a section quite like it. And and if you've been to an Orlando City game and you know what the ruckus and you know what Iron Line from and you know what the wall is about. Um, it's only going to add to the element of it. And from everything I've heard, uh, it's obviously the, the stadium's designed to, to trap noise in. It's going to feel very much like the old Orlando Arena, I feel like, where fans are really on top of the action, really close to the action. It sounds like they're, they're kind of packed in there pretty, pretty tight um, to, to, to a- amplify the effects and the noise that are sure to come from the fans. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to be something. Just to see that, you know, I'll be sitting in a, in a press box behind some glass, but I'm sure I'll still be able to feel every bit of noise that's raining down on that field, you know. It's going to be an experience unlike no other, not just that game, but for every game in that stadium. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Gavin, I want to thank you again. This is the third year we've done a little Orlando City preview uh, on, on the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast and, and now on, on Locked On Magic. Um, Gavin, uh, let everyone know where they can find you uh, on Twitter as well as find, find your work. You guys can find me on Twitter, just at Gavin Eubank. Um, I'm on there all all the time. So you you uh, write at me, and I'll be I'll be quick to hit you back. You, I write uh, cover the team for the mainland. I'll be there the opening day. We got our match preview coming out in a couple of days. Very excited to to say that because that obviously means the season is <laughs> right around the corner. So it's this is it. This is where you want to catch all the Orlando City action. You know, we got we got us, the Sentinel, and the team. So I mean, we're we're one of the the three main the outlets to find news on the club and it's we we in my opinion we do some pretty damn good work over there yeah be sure be sure to check out the mainland uh that's the mainland m-a-n-e not not a-i-a-n sorry m-a-n-e <laughs> land like a lion's mane they do some fantastic work it's where i go for my orlando city uh coverage as well uh so tell tell for, for you gavin and everyone on the staff keep up the good work there uh we will see you sunday at the insert stadium name here, Orlando City Soccer Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, guys. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Daily. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at LockedOnMagic, as well as like us on Facebook, at LockedOnMagic, and download the podcast uh, on Audioboom, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. And uh, another good listen, actually, is the Mainland Podcast. That's P-A-W-E-D. Uh, they, they love their puns there, which, which I fully <laughs> respect. Um, be sure to check that out if you want Orlando City coverage in podcast form. Uh, they do a great job. I'm sure they'll be picking right back up uh, as the season gets started on Sunday. Uh, Gavin, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again tomorrow. We'll be back to Magic stuff tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Magic. 
You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.